welcome to the Benny Mudra podcast. I'm your host, James Benny, and today we are talking about the age of Aquarius. What is going on? Is this even real? Our journey from 4D into 5D. I know a lot of people have questions about what is going on uh, within the planet, uh, what's going on within humanity. And to help us understand this is a master astrologer um, and a good friend of mine, Lauren Dalvia, and she is here today to talk about astrology and Aquarius specifically and answer some questions that I'm sure that you might have. So without further ado, um, Lauren, I welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to be together. Thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't we begin? Um, Maybe just give our viewers a little bit of a background, uh, maybe your story, what you do, how you got into astrology in the first place. Mm, yeah, it's a good, it's a fun question. I um, I tell people that I was in nursery school with astrology for about ten to fifteen years. It was, I, it it was always calling to me. Um, and I had this, and I had this basic understanding of it. And then, um, about ten years ago. Um, I had always studied other uh, modalities of spiritual teaching um, and mysticism, but about 10 years ago, I had one of those years where everything went wrong. Like I just got hit from every direction, my heart broken. I had to move a bunch of times. I lost my job. Like it was just, it was, it it felt insurmountable and unmanageable. And um, I manifested a mentor in the field of astrology and she taught me about my own birth chart, um, which were clues into what was going on with me. And she also taught me about bigger, um, bigger astrological events that were taking place between 2010 and 2020, especially that were um, shaking all of us up, but in different ways. And she helped me watch those cycles in my own life and that of neighbors and friends and family. Um, And it, I calmed down because there was an order that was revealed to me. And so I always now tell, um, tell students with astrology, it's like you get, it's know yourself, forgive yourself, know others, forgive others, know the world, you know, forgive the world, understand the world. You know, when, when we, when we know these when we know our own placements in our birth chart and we know like generally what's going on, uh, with the planet and even more specifically like the United States, which is where we both are, has a birth chart and, you know, it has stuff happening. Um, it, it all of the sudden, you know, things don't, I, I, I felt less crazy and I, I was able to help others feel less crazy. And so that developed into a business, um, which I combine with other, with spiritual teaching. Um, and so that is connected to, um, types of mysticism and ancient schools that I've studied um, and just um, and just, you know, basic spiritual practice, like about being in the now and, um, you know, being remembering ourselves and our souls. Like if if one word defines kind of what I do, um, you know, it's the soul and it's this is about the soul. And so, too, is the age of Aquarius. So um, I imagine we'll get there um, shortly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally get that. And um, I like what you said about a roadmap, like astrology could be a roadmap to what's going on in your life, or it could be like a philosophy as well, you know, just by 
reading about your planets, reading about like where I guess you fall within your chart. And forgive me, I'm not an astrologer, but um, it could give you some insight onto your personality. And for some people, they can rely on it to make sense, you know, when it comes to some of the hardships or things that are happening in their lives. Um, I know some people, astrology or many forms of, I guess, uh, spirit, many spiritual modalities could be a crutch. It could be something that people lean on, you know, instead of kind of using to make their lives better. Um, most people, normal people, <laughs> I say normal people, because I don't feel like we fall in that category. Um, they know astrology by maybe their zodiac sign, right? And they'll, they'll go into the newspaper and read their horoscope for that week. And it's light and it's something that people do maybe for fun or for entertainment. But in reality, this is not something that's just for entertainment. It's a ancient philosophy, an ancient, you know, form of, I don't know, spiritual practice or fortune telling almost, right? Um, in a way. But my question is, um, is that for myself, as we talk about Aquarius, now maybe those of you who are watching know Aquarius, you know, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, you know, from hair in the 60s when all that was happening and a lot of the, the civil rights movements, um, it was a time where the hippie generation was forming and everything was peace and love. And that was the dawning, right, of this new age. Well, actually, correct me if I am wrong, that we're now in this new age. Aquarius is actually here, this move from our dimensional plane that we're in now, which they call 3D or 4D, into more of a 5D experience. And maybe you can explain what that is as well. And we're supposed to be having this great awakening, like the conjunction that happened in December, right? I think it was December 12th or something, um, was supposed to spark this huge movement of compassion and, and humanitarianism and all this stuff. And as COVID starts to, you know, become more managed and the world starts opening up again, I just feel like people are going to go right back to being the way they are. So is this awakening happening? You know, because I know in my own life, I don't feel it. I feel like this has been a really rough time. Um, I feel like people are more asleep now than, than ever in a, in a weird way. Um, so maybe you can shed some light on that, especially for our viewers. Is Aquarius really happening? Is this real? Can we count on this? Is humanity changing and growing? And what can maybe we do to assist in that growth? I know it's a big question. <laughs> no, it's a bit right. It's a couple of questions, and yeah. it's my, it's a it's one of my favorite topics to speak on. Um, so the answer is yes, it is real, and yes, we are here now. Um, but it's a really, really big deal. Like the shift we're in is such an incredible shift. And I think there are some elements to that shift that are perceptible um, to some of us um, and certainly pr probably to all of us in some way, whether we're able to know it or not. But the, I, I do believe, you know, the more open one is and the more one is open to evolving, the, you know, I mean, if you certainly meditation and things like that and being willing to be get quiet and be self-reflective and, you know, allows one to be open to the, to, to experiencing the change or being less fearful, being less um, collapsed in the fear of what's happening. But let me just say, when it comes to the age of Aquarius, so these cycles, as I, as I learned them are, are, are like 2,100 year cycles. You know, it's a long time or 2,150 year cycles, what, you know, whatever. Um, and so what, what we, when that song came out for hair, um, you know, in the seventies, um, 
it was, we were in the dawning of the age of Aquarius and we were in the beginning of the end of the Piscean age. And that is the age that just ended. And so technically we are, we have crossed over into the age of the Aquarius. Um, but, and the Piscean age was all about um, men and war and, you know, troubles. And it really was about, um, if you want to find the divine, you know, or if you want to find God, you have to go to the priests, you know, you have to go to somebody else, you have to go to somebody else to get fixed, to get, you know, to get healed, to get seen. The age of Aquarius is, you are the priests, you've got it, you know, if you have, if you know one little thing, you go out and teach that one thing. And if, it, it, when I'm prompted, um, to speak on the age of Aquarius in one sentence or less, what I do say is the age of Aquarius is by God, we're going to live by our souls or else. And I think that, that directive, that mission is the most glorious mission, but for all of us, pretty much, it requires some breaking down, you know, internal breaking down. Like very few people are out there living by their souls, but they're beautiful, the ones who are. And, you know, and, and some of us are closer than others and, and you know, and, and we're all on this journey of awakening, but like it's sort of ugly and painful to awaken sometimes. And so when you have a lot of what's been happening in the last, you know, couple of years and certainly the last decade, um, within our government, within our, within our structures and within, um, within our social structures is the, we're seeing the last vestiges of the Piscean age, like these white men on the Supreme court that are like seriously trying to adjudicate women's bodies. And like, it seems absurd. It honestly seems absurd. You're just like, wow. Like Dr. Blasey Ford is like real, like this really happening. And it's like, these, these are, in antiquity, these are anachronisms. Like these are these people are gone, but they're not quite gone. And so when you're when you have ages crossing over, it like isn't sunny. It isn't the song from Hair. We've got a bunch of years to go, as I learned it, before we get to the song from Hair. And and what you know, this is 2021. What what I what I what I have been taught is that around 2035, we're really going to be in the fullness of this glorious age. And the first five years of it are 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 messy. You know, we're 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 doing shifts in this country specifically right now with regard to um, you know racism. Um, you know, and classism and all of this stuff, but it's, but look at what's happening. Like people are still dying every day. Like the, it, it, it's still very disturbing and very ugly as very clear shifts are taking place. And it's, and I think there are some things that are, that are, that are clearly getting better in terms of our consciousness being awakened and think, but the other age and old ways of being do not go gentle into the night. It's like a dying animal is more dangerous in a cage than like an animal that's chilling out. You know, it's it, when something knows it's done, it's going to rear its ugly head um, even louder. It, and I think the per actual purpose of that is is only good ultimately. Like it is awakening because you've got to be so done with something in order to say we're done. We need a new way, but it's, but, but it's, but it's, but it's very loud and it's very upsetting and it invites 
potential calamity, much the same way when we ourselves are individually ascending our ego, i.e. the broken parts of us, takes a stand and dons a costume that is perfect for us individually. It's like to perfectly fuck with us. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Like It's like only your ego knows how to dress in a perfect costume to like to, to like maybe make you believe that it's right compared to what your higher self is telling you. Like it's, 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 it's because it, it doesn't go gentle. It's not like, well, I guess you don't need me anymore. Like the ego's job is like, is sort of devilish. But my belief is that it's ultimately like, like awakening is not for the faint at heart. You know, it's, it, 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 it and, and so, you know, I, I just always tell people if it's loud and it's mean, it's not the real voice. Like our soul doesn't speak to us. Um, our inner self does not speak to us loudly. You know, we, what can we do to, um, to, to take care of ourselves during this time though you know we can we can meditate we can pray if i'm not religious but i um i love prayer and um i also call it asking i had a spiritual teacher tell me that once that asking is the key to heaven on earth um and you know so we can we can take care of ourselves individually and you know it's like only if i take care of myself and do the the practices that allow me to remember my soul and remember that I am love can I actually be that you know in the world and like that is sort of not sort of like that is how we are changing because there there's too much calamity and there's too much convoluted insanity going on within larger structures like it's so crazy and potential and, and like kind of discombobulating and depressing it's like well what do we do do we run into the belly of the beast or do we fantasize about moving to an island off the coast of New Zealand and like growing our own fruit like no we're supposed part of the age of Aquarius is about being useful and being like awakening as householders, like awakening as people who have sex and go shopping and, you know, do like are part of the world. Um, so it's, it's absolutely real. It, and it, it, you know, no period of peace and love at that level um, is, occurs without passing through, you know, a really, really rigorous test. And so the age of Aquarius, like that song from Hair, it's not the last sequence of Fantasia where it's Eden. It's like, it's, it's of a higher place. The meaning of the sign of Aquarius itself is visionary. It is, it's, it, Capricorn, which precedes Aquarius, is the last sign that's actually about the self. And Capricorn is the sign of self-mastery. By the time we get to Aquarius, we are with the collective. So the age of Aquarius is the age of the collective. So the people that are soaring, you know, in business, in art, it's like it's like what's good for what's true for me is going to be good for everybody. But it has to be good for everybody, or else it's not going to last. And so there's still some trillion. There's still some. There's a lot of bullshit in business out there. It's still like there's still a lot of bullshit. But and it need there needs to be because things don't get filtered overnight. But there's, but like what's coming through is only what is 
only what is really good for the higher collective consciousness will survive. Like those, it has to be, it has to be that. Aquarius is the sign of the genius that's in all of us. It's not like Einstein wasn't an Aquarius. It's like the part of us that has a genius to offer to the world. And it's it's like ultimately loving, but it actually comes at it from a detached place. Aquarius is arguably the most detached sign of the zodiac, but one must be in order to be that collective love oriented. So it's a lot. It's like, it's just rough at the beginning and it's going to be rough, you know, through like 2025, 2026. And there's a astrological reason for that, that I can get into if you'd like me to, but perhaps you have a follow-up question. I just want to give you an opportunity. No, I love everything that you said. And I, I, completely agree um, with having to kind of go through the dark to get to the light. And I feel like that's what's happening and being, you know, more greater good oriented. You know, I do feel that in my own personal life, you know, things that I've put off like soul projects, I'm now really pulled to do. And I know a lot of people I speak with or work with feel the same way. Um, I guess my question is a follow-up to that is that awakening could be a really personal thing. Um, you know, that people are awakening at different times, that awakening, at least what I've been taught by some of my gurus, that awakening is something that happens within yourself and that we can all awaken at different times, that everyone's not going to get there at the same time. And you can see that um, just in the world. Some people are more ready than others. Some people are spiritual. Question is, do you have to be really spiritual or know anything about this to be experiencing this? And Another question I have is that, you know, awakening, we think about it, oh, we awaken into the light, we awaken into the greater good or compassion. But I really do believe in the polarity of this dimensional plane that there, when we grow in light, we grow in darkness as well. You can't have more than the other. Um, it needs to grow in both directions. So can people or humanity or parts of humanity actually awaken in the opposite direction? Hmm. Well, okay. Those are really good. <laughs> no, those are those are really good questions. Um, I just I, I just actually forgot the first. What was the first question that you asked before? I because I I'm just uh, having a brain thing. Are we, um, are we awakening at all different times? You know, can the age of Aquarius? Oh right, we're all kind yeah. of. Yeah. So yes, we are, and I do think you know I I I think you know there's certainly. If we are having this conversation, and for anyone who's listening that is connecting to any of this, I mean, I think it's important. I know we healers, you know, love to, it's like we we all need each other. And so if you connect to something, my my offering is to like keep connecting. You know, I think it's dangerous to be like, we're the chosen ones and they're, you know, it's just, you know, it it's it's, you know, it's um it, like with politics, it's like, oh, they're crazy. And we're, it's like, well, half the country's not crazy. It's just everyone's heart. You know, I just, I think it's dangerous to, to, to do that. I think the bottom line with souls of which we all are is we're all here to awaken. So in one way or another, we, our soul is taking part in evolution in this life. It, it is happening at different times. It is happening at different levels. I do believe truly that there are massive upgrades that are happening right now and it's happening very quickly. And I think instead of that feeling awesome and us feeling like we're shooting, we've, we're shooting to the moon and, you know, in terms of intelligence and insight and humanity, it's, 
it's actually exhausting and scrambly and weird. And, and so to answer your question, I think, um, and some people who are more open have more access to that because they're already more open. So I think the more cluttered you are, and the more kind of like buried under you are, the harder it is to, to click into um, these changes that are occurring. It's just easy to be, you know, when you're, when, when you're ensconced in, in, a, in a life of um, sleep, you know, it's, it's it, you know, it, in a lot of directions, like if you're keeping yourself busy all the, you know, if you're like my father is 83 years old and he's in a rest, you know, he's in an assisted living facility in New York and he has a lot of trauma that he has never dealt with and he will pass at some point having never dealt with it. It's a, it, you know, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion, uh, you know, in, in my opinion. Um, and he watches DVDs and movies 24 hours a day. It's like, you know, so, you know, it's like, it, 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 but is he on his own hero? journey he absolutely is i mean there's some stuff is happening but you know the more we're stuck in these cycles of addiction and um you know being buried you know and and being lost you know whether it's um it's you know it's money it's spending it's porn it's there's just a million places to kind of be busy and be lost even if they're not sinister places it's it's harder to um to awaken or you know be be aware of the signs of being awake but i do believe that it is happening for everybody do i do i believe everyone's coming along for this ride i don't know if i believe that i i do think there are going to be massive changes in the next couple of years and i do think we're in a period of of hope and shift with regard to the pandemic, but pandemics as I learned them are longer than one year. So we are in this and I think there will be surprises in terms of, you know, in terms of what is asked of us um, with regard to humanity. And there are so many shifts that are taking place um, uh, astrologically. You know, we are being asked to do things at a distance right now, even with the vaccine and even with um, positive changes with how we're dealing with coronavirus. Saturn is in Aquarius right now for a while. And, and, and as I have interpreted it, that means distance, you know, distance working and distance learning. So there's those gifts um, as well. Um, and and to, to, to answer your other question about like, can we awaken in both directions? You know, all, all I understand about what I understand about alchemy, which I got wrong for a long time, I used to think um, that you had to be in a state of gratitude period in order to change something or in order to be awakened, that it was just gratitude, which is the greatest thing on earth. I love gratitude. It's, you know, it's it, gratitude is everything, but it, it's not what I learned about alchemy, that it's not just being a hundred percent in gratitude. There's a holding both, which is, um, I can be, I can be like, I love this apartment. I have this great home in Santa Monica. It's so wonderful. I'm so lucky. Um, you know, I've, I've grown it and cultivated the space in which I feel safe and I create and I have my business and it's right by the ocean. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's me, you know, and I want to, you know, and I want to create a home on the other side of the country or and I want to make space for a child and a relationship. And like the, the, the holding both is I'm so grateful for what is now 
and I want, and, and my desire and my vision is to change something or, and uh, you know, I don't like the city of LA or Seattle, or I'm not feeling like I, there's a change I want to make. And I think, um, the, I, that idea of holding both to not have shame for it is really important. And to just invite in, like to, if, if the, if negativity is what we're feeling to just be at one with it a little bit, and just to like, love ourselves within it that I, you know, the, the higher, as I understand the higher, you know, and the, the guides that I work with and the, the world in which I live in the 5d world, like wants to already knows everything about me and wants to know everything about me. All my problems today are about blocked energy and that's it. There's nothing else wrong. It's just blocked energy. So if I'm, so if I'm, if I'm aware of you know, if I'm, if I'm able to hold both, you know, then I'm able to, to really be cognizant of what's going on and to, and, and to participate in, in surrender and change. And, you know, and I, and I, and I, I also do understand the universe as having two forces only creation and destruction. Like there just can't be any, you know, and so we're either in one or the other. You know, and um, I'm in, um, I, 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 you know, I've done 12 step recovery. I'm sober for a long time. And they say, you know, they say you're either planning your, you're, they're, 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 you're either planning your relapse or you're planning your recovery. You're either in one or the other. And, um, and that's a, that those kind of things are good barometers. But I think in terms of the destruction, you know, it, it, the, the, these, these forces are, are enormous, you know, they're, they're, um, and, destruction is necessary in order for the new thing to come. And I think that's part of why this age feels so violent and crazy is, and, you know, the one astrological thing that I haven't touched on yet that I'll say quickly is, um, you know, Pluto is also finishing his almost 20 year transit of the sign of Capricorn. He's an outer planet. He stays a very long time in a very irregular orbit in each sign. So you can actually measure generations by the Pluto in blah, blah, blah. You know, we are Pluto in Libra. You know, we are, if you're born within like a 15 to 18 year period, give or take, and so Pluto has been transiting Capricorn since 2008, the financial crisis. And he will, he, we're in the beginning of the crescendo of him, uh, you know, about to leave Capricorn um, in like early 2024. And what Capricorn rules, so Pluto is death. Not I'm beautiful and it's 1899 and I died of consumption and you're at my funeral and I look beautiful with my hair and I have lace and I'm lying in my coffin and there's wine and it's beautiful. Pluto is Viggo Mortensen and his son walking through the earth after the fall in uh, the road by Karmic McCarthy. Pluto is complete obliteration, nuclear winter, full, it's, he, Pluto is the collective transformation of all our souls. He's the underworld. He's like, it, it, it like, when Pluto comes for you, there is no running or hiding. There's only making it worse by trying, but like, but it's when he's coming for you, you're changing no matter what. The United States 
happens to be right smack in the middle of its Pluto return. It takes 243 years to, to go around the zodiac for Pluto. So Pluto in one year will be exactly where it was on July 4th, 1776. So put does that put something into perspective in terms of what's happening with the United States and why it feels a little worse? Like it's COVID is terrible for everything and it's changing everybody in different ways, but it's like specifically heinous in specific ways in the US and the way that's been handled, okay. And then we have this transit for, for everybody Pluto transiting Capricorn. Capricorn, what does, so Pluto's death, Pluto's transformation, Pluto is the realest deal there is, can't run or hide, change or die, kick or be dragged, go or be dragged, like, like irrevocable. What does Capricorn rule? Capricorn rules government, order, healthcare, systems of government, systems of business, you know, uh, the patriarchal hierarchy, bones, girders, you know, the, it, it just, it, the structures. So it's anything that's outmoded is done, but think, but, but think about it. Nothing is done that it's like, oh, that's done. It's like, no, you need, you know, we're from New York City. It's like, you need the MTA to be like a deranged, poor, heinously working operation for like many decades before you're like, this, we got to do something or like whole bridges have to collapse. Like we need, you know, a million people in the US to die of COVID or whatever. It's not that, but it's like, we need, we need these systems to be that insane to be like, oh, maybe it, it, there's just so, so much needs to happen before we're like, okay. Like we've got to completely overhaul this. And so, no, you know, these are, these are like, the, you know, the age of Aquarius is a beautiful, big, glorious deal. But in order to be in it, you have to pass through the canal of Capricorn and the canal of like, who the heck are we? You know, who are you? You know, before we, before we are aged enough you know, and cognizant enough to be part of a world that is even remotely like the song in hair. So it, you know, because and I and I think the good news is there are these upgrades that are happening that are allowing our consciousness to reach certain levels. But but what I think you've touched upon is like as that's happening, so too are the dying animals, the last vestiges. It's like the you know the more we the more we ascend, the more the people with machine guns are going to come out. It's going to get worse, you know, before it gets better. And I think you know slash there are some very wonderful things that are getting better. I think you know we feel the closeness of mankind in a lot of ways, and 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 it's like we have this one thing where it's like wow, justice was finally served in one way for people of color and then the next night or the same night you know a 16 year old girl 16 year old child you know passes from the police it was murdered by the police it's just like that's where we are in this very complex age you know it's 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 ugly before it gets glorious for sure yeah and i think we're all seeing that and i really liked what you said about um kind of the injecting the and you know, uh, instead of the or, it's like almost like dialectal behavioral therapy. Yes. It's all about like, no, and I'm this, and I'm that. And it like bridges the gap between what you perceive as dark and light. You know, you can have both, you know, you can be on a restricted diet and have an Oreo cookie, you know, you can do both, you know, and I think that a lot of people are black and white. And I feel that what's happening now is almost forcing people to be in two states at once, accepting that there's this and there's that. 
And I do believe that that takes a certain a certain level of maybe the self-mastery or spidyaya, self-study. It takes a certain insight to know that. And I know many people who are just, they're in one place, they'll never see the other side. And then I see people who are too much in the spiritual hippy-dippy side and they're not in reality. And I do feel that that's kind of what's happening. It's almost like we are becoming so human and we are just feeling so human and raw before we can really like, I don't know, be more in this enlightened place or to get there. You know, I do feel like people avoid themselves. They avoid their humanness. They self-medicate. They do everything they can to avoid what's happening. And I feel like a lot of us are simply in the state where we can't avoid because we have nowhere to go. We've been in lockdown and we have to feel, we have to feel our humanness. And for some people, including myself, even the amount of studying I've done on myself, it could be very painful and it could lead to depression and all of these feelings um, and, and unhealed traumas that can come up. And I just believe you when you say everything makes sense when you say it in the astrological context that this is what's happening and we can see it across the board um, in society, politically, socioeconomically, and within ourselves. Um, so I think, you know, just by hearing what you said, um, something that's listening can see like the parallels between astrology and what's happening. And it really is just exactly what's happening. So it comes to a point where you can't really deny the accuracy. Um, and so that's why so many people look to it as a real method, a real modality. I mean, and for since forever, right? Every, every, since the beginning, everyone, uh, every mankind, excuse me, since the beginning, used the stars and the planets to forecast something. You know, it's been around for that long, so there must be something in it. This isn't just something that some lunatic made up for funsies. You know what I mean? This is based on astronomy. It's based on, on a real thing. And I feel like those people who are so limited to their own uh, experience can be really missing out on all of these wonderful ways to live. And I think astrology is one of those things. Um, does the, is Aquarius happening, and this might be a, an esoteric kind of question, uh, or maybe like a quantum physics-y question, is it just happening on this planet? Or is Aquarius happening in heaven and other dimensions? Is a, does astrology, is astrology based, okay, Earth gets astrology right? Or the planet Romulac, you know, do they believe in astrology too? You know, other species, you know, where, where, where does it begin and where does it end? Um, if this 5D is happening here on earth, right, which is just, I believe, a dimension, is it happening across the board in other dimensions and past lives in spiritual realms? Um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, is this so gigantic that it's it's superseding just this small little planet in the mix of billions of others? Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I mean, it's such a big, fun, juicy, esoteric question. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I feel like we could, I, I'm at your house and we could talk all night. You know, it's like such a juicy, fun question. I, um, I you know, as I understand it, you know, I, my belief is that there are many more universes than this one. Um, I love astrology because it's ancient science. And so, and I also love, you know, this other, I mean, I also love, I love the truth and the truth that and I understand, um, you know, sort of, you know, is that 
I can be as uh, as astute with astrology as anyone, and yet if still if it's and I can use that awareness to augment my life and to you know to understand and to awaken and evolve and, and be of service, and if it's not a surprise, it's not life. So the greatest astrologer or fortune teller or anything isn't going to tell you anything or you are not going to learn anything that is beyond what you're meant to know. And I think, you know, you know, most of us, um, you know, want, it's like, you know, even even my, um, you know, very deep, peaceful, spiritual beliefs that, you know, sort of, I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I know, like, the universe has my back. You know, I know it's actually all okay. And I want something to come down from the heavens and, and like, convince me that it's going to be okay. Like, I, you know, and I think a lot of people will, will relate to that. They're like, I, they're like, I trust, I meditate, I, you know, and, but like, can you please just like, fly down and like just assure me that I'm gonna have my two children that I want and like prove it to me and it's like well that's not trusting the divine <laughs> you know and the way and so the way it happens it's like no one actually knows the moment that they fall in love or like the second that they get a great job or the second that something really intense happens that that is harder you know it's just or, you know, a plain old day where it's like, oh, you know, I ran into someone that's going to be give be an orthodontist for my kid and give us a break or what, you know, it's it, if it's not a surprise, it's not life. And so we're always working with both of those energies. And, you know, I, I know there's a, a lot of different ways to interpret what is happening on this planet. Um you know, I've heard it described before that, like, this is the dream, like, we are in the dream now, and the real real is like, you know, where um, our loved ones who have passed are, you know, in the astral realm, like, that's the real life. This is the dream. And I, I, I explore that in my own work. And I, and I like that. I do I do also believe and have become acquainted with, um, you know, some knowing or some knowledge of um, other, you know, other light beings and other forms of life elsewhere other than this planet that that are here and are guiding us and are visiting us. Um, and I don't know what my answer is, like, is Jupiter in Aquarius affecting them. I don't, I don't know. I, I know that there are systems of um of intelligence and upgrades that are that are on a very different level than a lot of us here on Earth. You know, so I I, I imagine like my hit would be yes, you know, these plant like I, I don't think I think this science is very remarkable and very true, like a diamond, you know, like the like it's sort of it it feels it feels quite absolute to in my in my being that it's true, and I but I I imagine um, the the way it's integrated for, on other planets and other life forms is different. How does that work for us, just as humans, with regard to past lives and parallel lives? That's another that's another good question. I I I I certainly believe in the spirituality and the science of astrology, and that that has always been there. I mean, if certainly if you look at who I was or you were and, you know, in a, in a life in 1334, you know, it, 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 ma you know, it, it matters the same if your moon is in Leo then, or if your moon is in, Ca like 
all of those things are the same. And um, I think it's it's part of these placements in the sky where they are natally that give us light into our personality and our ways, you know, our predilections. Um, you know, it's all part of the grand experience of being on this planet or this dream, which is to have as many soul experiences, like to, you know, it, you're going to feel differently in this life. If your moon's in Capricorn in the fourth house, you're going to have responsibility with family that's different than mo most other people. Then if your moon is in Leo in the second house where you're going to be, a, you're going to look like a lion and, you know, need to perform and need to shine. And if it's in the second house, you're going to have some stuff with money. You know, it's a, those are two very different, that's an example of two very different experiences. And the more of those you have, the more experience, the more layered, and you know, you, you know, so, so certainly your astrology wouldn't be the same throughout. And it, and I, and I, and I do believe it affects us the same, you know, the same and different throughout, you know, throughout since, since yeah. beginningless time. I mean, certainly as long as we're on this planet, these planets were here too, doing something, and you know, and 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 the energy it feeds off us. You know, the moon feeds off our energy. You know, it's it that those things are always true, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it makes that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's my mind always goes to, but what about that? What about that? You know, mm -hmm. I know, I can go into the the extraterrestrial and spiritual realms very easily, and sometimes it's it's good to remind yourself, and I I remind myself that. James, you're human, you're here on earth. And astrology is an earth science. It was something that was maybe given to us as humans to help navigate, you know, and that's where it might end. You know, that really is where it might end. It's for us. And sometimes in my own spiritual journey, I've learned that, you know, sometimes you're not meant to know what's underneath the iceberg. You're just really meant to see and understand what's, you know, you know, shooting out above the water and then what's below mm. sometimes, especially in the spiritual realms, is really not meant for us. And, you know, I just get reminded of even in the Bible somewhere, it states where Jesus said, you know, don't worry about what you can't see, worry about what you can't see, <laughs> you know? And I believe that, you know, don't worry about that. Let, let spirit handle that. You handle yourself here on earth because that is why we are here. You know, and, and there's a real reason why we have this body, right? And there's a real reason why we are learning to become more joyful and to suffer and to feel our souls and to become more spiritual. You know, it all is a part of maybe from the moment we are born, we start awakening. You know, it's just like it starts immediately. There you are. You're born. So you're awakened to something and we're awakened here on earth. And so maybe this awakening never ends. It's just always an awakening. But maybe astrologically, it's like supercharged right now, you know? And I, I, feel, it I feel it. I feel that people are becoming more compassionate. You know, people that you didn't know that, that, that had that in them are showing that. And just the fact that, you know, wearing a mask is a sign of compassion for your neighbors. And, you know, I live in West Hollywood and people who pass that do not wear masks, oh my God, you hear shouting out the windows, like put on a friggin' mask. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it could be too much, but, um, people even in that awakened place could be angry. You know, you could be awakened and have anger for humanity and it, you can have both. I don't feel that being an awakened person means that you're like, you know, floating on some cloud, you know, throwing glitter and inspirational messages from a unicorn. You know, I believe that sometimes it's like, you're just real. And I know a lot of people have said, I can't deal with bullshit anymore. It's like, I just am done with bullshit. 
And I believe that the God equation is one plus one equals two. It's that simple. Unfortunately, a lot of us live in a one plus one equals 9,000 kind of brain space. So the more that we can deduce reality into what's really real, I feel there's that awakened soul. Then we can kind of get into that 5D place because how can we know what's beyond if we aren't even really looking at what's here? You know, I think that's the first step. Then I feel like so many of us are just realizing things about each other and ourselves that we have never really thought about or ventured to discover before. And so the realness, it's like the veil has been ripped away and it's like everything is so real and tangible and like we feel so human. And I think it's a scary feeling for many people, but it, I believe truly it is the first step. I mean, even the story of Jesus Christ, when he resurrected, he resurrected with his body. He didn't become this weird spiritual thing. He went up as a whole. He became, he was so aware of his humanness, right? And I think that's almost what's happening. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a sensitive place to be in, you know? Um, so that's my two cents about that. But I also want to talk about 5D. And maybe the last moments we have here, because it was everywhere, whether you know it or not, you know, in all the spiritual forums is like ascension into 5D. Oh, I have a cough. Oh, you're ascending. Oh, I have a headache. Oh, ascension problems. Oh, my muscles hurt. Oh, you're ascending. It could just be that you had, you know, early symptoms of COVID and you weren't really ascending, but maybe COVID is here to help us all ascend. Who knows? But what is it? What does that mean, 5D? And what are, what, what what what's happening between where we were and where we're going um and maybe you can help our viewers with some tips um ascension tips what can we do as a person to just ascend in the daily life besides like you know surrendering and those sort of things like what can we do to help ourselves grow spiritually or connect with that uh the energy of of ascension Mm, it's such a great question. I mean, I, I the first thing that leaps to mind, you know, which is the crux of like how I how I teach, um, you know, when I teach private students, when I teach when I teach um, when I do corporate work, is it's just like start with what you love, and like really like everybody like I always tell people like your soul knows what it needs to restore itself and that's like the sweet thing that it's just like if you put a blindfold on me right now and we're like what do you love and it's like I love Bob Dylan I love the ocean I love the desert I love France I love you know I love strawberries I love cucumbers I love you know I love Bob Marley I love Van Morrison I love you know it's like and you can start there and actually you know meditate with that and that it's just that's just a good place when especially when when someone when you feel um you know angry or spiritually lost that like just to start with what you love is an amazing kind of place to be in terms of um you know movement and uh bliss you know and going from one state to a blissful state or to a centered state when we remember our soul that we're good period so that's 
there, that's, there's that. And, you know, in terms of 5D, like this is what we're hearing everywhere. And like a lot of our, um, our, our colleagues are, you know, are, are speaking on this and, and writing books on this and, you know, okay, I'm coughing. Is it allergies? Is it, am I ascending? Like what, you know, how do I know it's real? And, you know, what I understand it is there's like this old consciousness where we're not as tuned into, you know, just, just the, the, the 360, you know, fullness of the universe, like spirituality and, and the golden thread and that everything is connected and, you know, and our ability to really like be higher. I mean, to really be connected to the higher, be of maximum service, be in maximum joy, be in maximum, um, you know, awareness. And then there's this like plain old, like, you know, there's like, there's like the horizontal is the 3D where it's like, it's, I got to pay my taxes, you know, like I gotta go, I gotta take my kids to the orthodontist, you know, um, I got it, the crown molding in my, it doesn't always have to be problems, but it's like the crown molding in my house is I gotta get the grout to like fix the crown molding. Like I've just, I've gotta, I've gotta write a check, you know, I've gotta, I've gotta take money out of the bank. You know, it doesn't have to be bad, but it's like these quotidian kind of like, this is what we do. And then the 5D is the vertical. That's actually what the cross is, is the 5D is the vertical, which is like the line that kind of goes up to the heavens, to the divine. And the and the, the 3D is like the, the like, you know, order, the, you know, the basic order that we surrender to on earth. And so ascending is sort of like, it doesn't mean leaving the 3D behind. It's again, as far as I understand it, it's holding both because especially because so few of us on this planet are actually meant to come here and then go away to a convent or an ashram or, you know, to, it's like almost nobody is meant to be alone. You know, people that have done soul work for 40 years, they've had like one client in 40 years that it was like, you're actually meant to be alone. There's, you know, it's, it, it's so rare. And, and so few of us are really meant to go to you know, the ashrams and stay for 50 years. Like we're actually meant to be in the world with bank accounts, having sex, shopping, owning property, like, you know, having second homes, like all of these are fine things to have, you know? And, but the 5D is like this awareness of um, not just what I call God or the divine, but like, but just the grid itself, which is so much more colored and connected and accessible and full and glorious than just the way we were raised and the way our parents were raised, that it's just like it's seven o'clock and we turn on the news and, you know, the SAT, you got to take the PSATs because you're a junior in high school and, you know, like just all of these things. And they're, that's fine. But there's like this new grid we're operating on that is so much more bountiful that we communicate through a language of uh, love and our souls and awareness and that we get to do that. And here's now we're going back to the age of Pisces. You know, it was a scary thing. You know, astrologers were persecuted. You know, people there was a lot of heresy. People were burned for heresy. It was like you had to believe in one specific God or there was a lot of control. You know, there was a lot of control over this kind of energy and the upgrading and the releasing of the reality, the, the awareness, the upgrade 
to the awareness of the pre the omnipresence of these energies is an earmark of the age of Aquarius. And that is going to continue to grow and grow. So more of us are going to be more aware of us, aware of it, and more tuned into it, and just fuller as a result, and of greater service to one another. And so, I, I, as I said in the beginning, it's dangerous to be like, we're awakened and they're not. But like, if you feel awakened, and you know something of what I'm saying, and this is a directive for me too, you know, we're all in this together. It's like, we just keep leaning in and like, we help each other. It's like, whoever get, you know, it's like, if you think you get, you got something, then, then, then be of service with it. Like we cannot keep what we don't give out. We will choke on it. You know, we'll choke on our own knowledge. And I know that from my part of my story was being buried under a lot of grace and beauty and intelligence and not sharing it and just dying inside. It'll like, it'll corrode, you know, now we're back to the, you know, the everything that's wrong is blocked energy. So like what you were saying about anger before is important. Most people don't know how angry they are. And certainly anger is coming out in weird times and weird ways for all of us these days. But it is. And so I think something, I think a lot of what's available to us in this age of Aquarius with these upgrades that are are here, I believe irrefutably, this five these five D upgrades, is um, trauma awareness of trauma, the invitation, the ability, and the invitation via triggers to work on trauma and to heal from trauma and to trust that there is a safety, there is a container. You mentioned DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, love, 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 you know, but there are a lot of ways um, to get support and to, uh, you know, to, to, to create that container of safety, um, you know, which can feel nuts and can feel, you know, it's, it's, it's brave, but like these, these kind of like science and these spiritual and literal sciences and technologies are available to us to truly heal from trauma. And I, what I want to offer is, you know, I've been sharing this a lot with people um, because from my own experience is, you know, triggers are quite something. They're really get they're deep gifts. They're little rubies and diamonds, but they arrive. And most of the time, you know, much more often than not, a trigger will come and most of us experience the trigger and we want to run from it or run back into the cave or think that it's there to, to remind us of pain. Like it's, it's to remind us that we're unsafe and to kind of keep us in that unsafety or like, you know, to frighten us enough to say, Oh, that means I dare not pass that way. When actually the trigger has arrived it, because it's an invite, because we're ready to, um, to, to, to shake its hand, ask it what it wants and ascend. And, and that's the thing, you know, it's that, that willingness and openness to, to do that. I think it, it's, it's really like, like, this is a, this is a, this is a game of trauma healing, a game of forgiveness forgiveness, this game of life, you know, it's, you know, and, and how do we get to a place where we can view ourselves and, you know, really like kind of look at this as a, a gentle spiritual football game. It's like, we have to do some of that work and that allows, you know, that involves like really releasing the, the blocked energy um, that's inside us. And so, and then, and then my short answer of like, well, what are some tips? How can we do this? And I think the, the 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 meaning of life in a way you know it's it, it's it's as I understand that these days is like it's like just do you it's like you know keep say do you know do the prayer it's to like stay in your own lane 
you know, and do your work and like compare and despair is like the single most corrosive kind of place we can go. We can borrow inspiration from others. Like that's so great. Those mentors that don't even know there are mentors and, you know, our friend has a great relationship and we're single. We can look, you know, je let jealousy be a map rather than a, you know, a, a, a rabbit hole, like all that great stuff. But really like if I take care of myself and my body, you know, cause we're in these bodies for a reason. It's not just about ascending, you know, it's a, we have these bodies, they confine us for a reason and, and someday we will leave them, you know? And so how do I, um, you know, provide myself with enough breath? I love breath work, you know, my, you know, my keep my joints, you know, limber and just stretch in bed as I know, you know, these basic things that like I used to laugh at when I was a young, you know, mystic, but also active alcoholic. Like I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can, you know, it's, it's like, no, actually meditation is sort of essential for bliss and calm, you know, and, and, you know, even if you can do two minutes and, you know, or five minutes, it's, it's, it's like, it's just like really important to, um, you know, to, to just keep the, uh, keep, keep our own side of the street clean. And by doing that, we're, so we're tending to our bodies and our souls. And then, uh, and with that, we are of service and like, and that, you know, all, most of us are dealing with shame, you know, and just, but like, but it's like, if we share our shame, then we're healed. Like anything I might say about my down and dirty story, like you, everyone's going to love it. Cause they're going to feel, they're going to like, it's all, all, this is all a me too thing, not in the sex assault way. I mean, like in the, like, like I'm going to, it's like, what's personal is universal. And so it's just about sort of like being like it's it there's a there's an expression from kundalini yoga the whole the universe is waiting to serve you if you would only just be you but it's not that easy we got to clean out there's a lot of cleaning we have to do there's a lot of pain there some of us have so it's just it's just that directive of like oh if i take care of myself and you know and like like honor myself when i don't do a great job at taking care of myself. Like maybe I have great sleep hygiene, maybe, but like maybe I ate a giant bag of Skittles. It's like, all right, you know, it's like, there's like to just be in a constant dialogue and experience of self-love and that it is changing. It's just, I think what I've learned about the ego is that it, the ego, which is present, it's is never satisfied with the timing that anything happens there's divine time and then there's ego time and so if i think i'm in a hurry it's my ego and it's the dis-ease and it's bullshit that and i think that's the thing i think i think the people that were the most upset during the pandemic were, were those that were like this isn't supposed to be happening this isn't supposed to be happening and it's like no yes it is even if it's very disruptive and upsetting and I'm most upset personally when I think that things are out of time. I'm like, oh, no, you know, this isn't like this. There's not enough time. You know, something's passing me by. I lost something that I'm supposed to have. It's I, I can't move fast enough. It's too late. You know, all of that stuff. And like, that's a, a full lie. And that's that, that's that's when I'm kind of spiritually in trouble, but how wonderful that I know that. It's like, okay, if it's a timing problem, I know it's bullshit. And then I can just, and I can actually just surrender. And I, and I invite people to do that as well, that like, just, 
even if you don't believe it, saying the words I surrender is a very powerful thing. And, you know, surrender often is preceded with what we feel like is despair, but surrender is actually the most bountiful place to be because we are in truth in control of almost nothing except our actions and behavior. And we can ask for support and guidance for even those things as well. Yeah. No, yeah. Surrenderment is an amazing tool. And that was actually one of the first things that I learned from mm. my guru, Kelly Piper, that I worked with in, in New York mm. on the East Side. And at the time, you hear our surrender, let go. But really working on that concept was super helpful. And I like what you said earlier about the triggers, um, because it is a, tr a trigger that, you know, that is connected to a trauma even in like mystic Judaism, you know, or Kabbalah, which is completely astrological, they, they love astrology, it's really based on astrological uh, precepts, um, believe that that's your way to the truth. And that's the way to ascend is to get rid of, you know, these triggers come in so that you work on your tikkun, or they say that thing that you're here to heal or work through, whether it's self-esteem issues or jealousy, whatever it might be. And every time you, you know, overcome it, or you use this trigger to really move forward and, and see it as an opportunity, you, your spirit becomes lighter and brighter and you actually ascend. So, yeah, I think that's, these are all amazing things. I think that, you know, the biggest thing that I took from this is that the parallel between these astrology, it seems, what's going on right now and what is happening is real. I mean, you can't deny it. It's, it's exactly what we're dealing with. And I feel a lot of people are confused about it. I mean, a lot of people feel it. You know, it's collective feeling. We're all like, what the F? You know, this has been insane. So everyone is feeling it. It's not just something that one person feels. It's everyone, no matter their spiritual, uh, you know, what levels of spirituality they're at, or if they're spiritual at all. Everyone just can feel that this has been a rough go and that there's probably more to come. So I want to thank you for imparting your very intelligent wisdom today, because I Feel like we went through so much there's so much jam-packed into this i'm sure anyone who listens to this is really gonna uh take a lot from it um really quickly um what astrology book would you recommend to the viewers if they want to learn more about astrology and then tell us about how we can contact you maybe your your instagram and also um i know you do videos for benny mudra so uh anyone can go to bennymudra.com video find you on there and then you actually give astrology updates each week so someone can go hear you and see you and get their uh, zodiac horoscope so that's another way to contact you but a book that you recommend and then instagram information mm, yes thank you it, this was so great to be together um i love the way our work complements one another i always have it's it's been a joy um so thank you um yes find me at bennymudra.com um, you also can find me on Instagram. I do a mix of uh, mysticism and music uh, and art on my Instagram. It's at Lauren underscore Dalvia. So it's L-A-U-R-E-N underscore D-A-L-V-I-A. Um, perhaps you can link it in the show notes or however you do it. Um, I have a website as well with some of my artwork. Um, that's laurendalvia.com. Um, I love, uh, there are a couple of astrologers today whose work I admire. Um, one is called Ruby Falconer. 
Um, she is, has a website and she's on Facebook. She's a wonderful uh, astrologer in, out of North Carolina, been practicing. She does ancient Egyptian astrology. She's wonderful. She's heavenly. Um, another woman is called uh, Nadia Gilchrist. Um, she, or Gilchrist. Uh, she's out of Ruby Slipper Astrology. She's also on the web, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I love Connie Nicholas um, and her best-selling book, You Were Born for This. It's a great place to start. She's really getting people excited about astrology. Her Instagram is amazing. It's very loving. It's very service-oriented. Um, it's very empowering. And it's very take what you like and leave the rest, which I think is very important because, as you said before, like we become a slave to, to certain things because some, some fear-based part of us is looking to become a slave. And, and she's, very, she's a wonderful astrologer in, in disabusing us of that, uh, of that fear. Um, so her book is great. Liz Green uh, is, a, is, a, is a phenomenal astrologer um you gotta really she goes deep um and i and actually if you really wanna i mean uh you know my videos and stuff i you know i break down concepts um you know difficult concepts pretty well um you know i do recommend the astrology for dummies kind of thing because it will kind of slow it down a lot of people are afraid of astrology because it seems so hard there's symbols there's houses there's everything it isn't hard. It's just, you're just stacking layers on top of layers. There's no part of any one layer that isn't pretty simple. You just, it's just the stacking of them and being aware of the multiple stacks that gets complex. Um, so, you know, it's just taking one's time with it is cool. And like, you just see, just see, see who you enjoy and then keep going back to that. I, 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 I learned a lot about astrology from reading certain astrologers every week or every month and, and just paying attention to them. Um, but please, yeah, please find me at Benny Mudra uh, and on Instagram. I love connecting with, with folks. Um, and I do spiritual teaching as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, you know, for those people out there that aren't interested in astrology, that might be on my level of knowing a little bit, you know, it's worth, you know, paying an, an actual astrologer to do your chart and to go through everything. It's really an eye-opening experience. And I know you do that. And, you know, I can link that information into the show notes as well. So Lauren Dalvet, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, but in my life and, um, Till next time. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. So grateful. Thank you.